Hello, everyone. I'm Sophia, and you're listening to Beyond Study Abroad, the Notre Dame Study Abroad podcast. So today we're going to be discussing a topic that we've all, I'm sure, wondered a lot about, and that is what it was like actually being abroad during the beginning of the COVID pandemic this year and having to come home so quickly after its start. So today I'm going to be sitting down with Katie Ebert, who studied abroad in Toledo, Spain, which was greatly affected by the pandemic, and she got to kind of see what that looked like just before returning willingly to her safety of her home in America And then I'll also be interviewing Enzo Ambrose, who studied abroad in Angers, France last spring, which is a small village in Western France that was relatively unaffected by the pandemic in its initial beginning stages, to the point where Enzo and his peers actually reached out to Notre Dame, asking if they could in fact stay in France for the semester, as the COVID cases in Angers were practically nothing compared to those in his own personal hometown of New York City at the time. So amongst such an absolutely unprecedented time, I think we'll all enjoy hearing from these different, very different student perspectives on what it was actually like and also getting some hope for what study abroad experiences may look like in the future. So let's go ahead and get started. All right, so now I'm here with Katie Ebert, who is a senior accounting major. She studied abroad in Toledo, Spain last spring, and so she is here to tell us all about her time there. So can you start off by introducing yourself, Katie? Yes, as Sophie mentioned, my name is Katie Ebert. I am a senior accounting major. I lived in Baden Hall. My hometown is Frisco, Texas, but my family recently moved to Colorado and had a great time abroad. Excited to talk about it. Great. Well, we're so happy to have you here, Katie. Thanks so much. So my first question to you, Katie, is kind of how did you go about choosing the Toledo program? What aspect of it did it have that you wanted in a broad experience and how did you like it? Yeah, so just with a study abroad experience in general, I think it's all about getting out of your comfort zone and experiencing a new culture. And so for me, I was really excited by the Spanish culture because I grew up taking Spanish classes and took to it really easily and was excited to continue learning the language. And a goal I had always had for myself is that I wanted to become fluent in Spanish. So I thought this would be a great way to do that. And another thing that influenced my decision to apply to Toledo was the fact that growing up, I had a nanny who, whose family was from Spain, and so I grew up with her making paella for us, talking all about the Spanish culture and lifestyle, and it sounded like something I would love to be a part of as well. That's awesome that you got to go and experience everything that you've heard your nanny talk about in the past. Um, so what was it kind of like when you were there? Were you living in dorms? Did you study at a host university or what? Yeah, so... Our program's a little bit different than others in that we do live with a host family. You did have the option to stay in the dorm, but the majority of students did choose to live slightly away from the university with a host family. And so for me, I was just with one host mom, and she did have two sons that came by every once in a while, but they didn't live with us at the time. And other people I know did have some host siblings or pets as well, which wasn't the case for me. (laughs) But we all lived in different neighborhoods that were pretty spread out, and we all took buses to the university where we took classes every day. 
And how many Notre Dame students are in this program? So there's about 25 students from Notre Dame that go every semester. And then there were actually students from other universities as well, most prominently University of Minnesota for us. Oh, wow. That's so cool. So of this whole time you were there, do you have one kind of favorite story or experience that you remember from being there? So in Toledo, our class schedule was set up to where we would have a morning section and night section of the class. So between those two sections, we loved to go around exploring the city, the different sites the city had to offer, as well as different restaurants and places to just hang out a little bit and get to know each other better, especially since we did live with host families and didn't get to necessarily spend time together at night. And so one of our favorite places to go while we were there was called La Terraza, and it had a beautiful outlook of the city that we would all get to sit and enjoy while we talked, um, ordered some tapas and different drinks and got to hang out together. And we did that a lot throughout the semester. And I specifically remember once we found out we were all getting sent home, we all went and spent one last day there together, all just looking over the city and remembering all the fun we'd had there throughout the semester. Oh, that's so nice. That's actually a perfect transition kind of into the next set of questions I had for you was about this whole news of having to come home and having to finish your semester early abroad. So I guess my first question about that is how was your initial reaction when you first heard that Notre Dame announced that they would be sending you guys home? So I actually wasn't that surprised by the news from Notre Dame (laughs) that we were going to be sent home, mainly because we had seen the Rome students sent home just a few weeks before us and the cases were continuing to grow in Spain. But I did respect the decision, knowing that they were really looking out just for the safety and Mm -hmm. health of all the students. That's great. Yeah, I know it was a hard decision for the university to make, I'm sure, and probably not a very easy one for the students to take either. But that's great that you kind of understood why and respected that. So how long was it between when you heard the decision and when you were actually sent home? How many days? We had about three days between hearing the decision and when we actually went home, but in that transition time period, like I said, we all got together, hung out one last time, and really enjoyed the last moments we had, but also in the meantime, Notre Dame did book flights for us all and really just helped us in that transition and getting us to where we needed to be by the time we were set to leave. So when you were sent home and had to end up finishing your classes online, What was that like? Was it still the Spain classes that you were taking? Yeah, so we did continue our same classes that we've been taking abroad. It was an interesting transition because, I don't know if I'd mentioned this before, but all of our classes were in Spanish. And so we... It wasn't just the typical straight transition to Zoom that some other students might have dealt with. We had to deal with different like interfaces, I guess I would say. So we used an Adobe platform rather than Zoom, which was a little bit harder since we had never used that before. And then also had to communicate with our professors in Spain with large time differences for me. I know it was an eight hour time difference. So just dealing with that, Uh navigating the new class schedules and everything. But aside from that, it went really well. The professors were very flexible and Notre Dame did a great job of communicating with our host university, which actually wasn't Notre Dame affiliated. And so they did a great job communicating with the other school and helping us make that transition more smoothly. Oh, good. I'm so glad to hear that. So kind of a follow-up question to that. I know the transition was difficult, but knowing what you know from that, would you, if given the chance to go back to study abroad, would you do that knowing that it might be impacted by the pandemic? 
I definitely think that I would still study abroad if gotten the chance. It was one of my favorite parts of my Notre Dame experience so far. It, while I love the South Bend campus, it was nice to have a change of scenery and mm -hmm. get to see some things I hadn't seen before and do it with people my age. I know like you might get to go on a trip with your family to Europe, but doing it with people your own age and learning at the same time was yeah. just a great experience and I would definitely do it again. Oh, good. That's great to hear. Um, so one kind of final question um, regarding what advice you might give to students that are planning to study abroad in the next coming years whose abroad experiences may also, similarly to yours, be impacted by restrictions or adjustments due to the pandemic. Do you have any p words of advice for them? Yeah, so for students looking to apply in the future, I would say stay excited. It's still going to be a great experience, but also just be cognizant of everything going on. You don't want to be... I guess kind of in the dark about these situations going on. So I know for us, we had to, once once the pandemic started picking up, we had to send our host institution a email form every week about where we'd be traveling so they knew if anything was going on in the area at the time or could get a hold of us if they needed to as mm -hmm. well. And we also just kept up to date on information by ourselves, looking up cases and statistics in Spain and things like that which I know can get overwhelming, but is definitely good to stay informed on that. So I think I would just say, like I said, stay excited, have as much fun as you can, explore the city you're in. If you can't necessarily travel everywhere you wanted, you'll get there eventually, but just, again, stay cognizant, but also, um, I don't know, have a great time with, with what you can. Oh, that's awesome. That's a good piece of advice. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for being here today and taking the time to talk about your experience. We're so happy to have you on the podcast. Of course. Um, thank you for having me. Of course. So after hearing from Katie, we're going to kind of switch gears from Spanish to French and go hear from Enzo, who spent the beginning part of his semester in Angers, France. So now I'm here with Enzo, and he studied abroad in the Angers program. Uh, last spring and so he's here to tell us all about his experience there and then having to come home to finish his semester back at home. So can you start by kind of introducing yourself? Yeah, hi, my name is Enzo Ambrose. I'm a senior studying political science uh, with a minor in data science and the Hasbrook program in public service and um, was born in New York City. I live currently in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and um, I have family in, in Belgium and in, in Switzerland. Oh, okay, wow. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess my first question to you is, how did you go about choosing this Angers program? It's very small, not a lot of kids go, and it's in a kind of small town, so what drove you to apply for this program? Right, uh, I wanted to improve my, my French grammar skills and mm -hmm. my, my French writing skills, since I'm fairly fluent in, in, um, in French, my mother spoke French at home, and uh, I was like already conversational in French, but hadn't taken any um, classes in, in French before. So this was a good opportunity to... Uh, Angers would have been a, a good opportunity for me to learn French, since the, the classes there are geared towards improving your French, and we're living with a host family rather than living in a dorm, like with um, the Prairie program. Wow. Can you tell me a little bit more about that, like living with a host family, what it was like? Yeah. Uh, my, my situation was a bit um, unique because <laughs> um, I wasn't living in Angers. Oh. I was living south of Angers in, in a little suburb called pont de C. My host was um, just a single woman living in a really large home. Wow. Uh, very uncharacteristically uh, of uh, a French person mm -hmm. it was it was a quite 
spacious house. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is unique. Yeah. So did you get to like practice your French with her? Was it all French when you were at home? Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. So I had conversations with her um, almost almost daily. Uh, we eat dinner together and um, sometimes eat breakfast together. But usually I'd have lunch at the at the university. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, besides those like lunch and, and breakfast meetings, I I didn't really see her too much. Okay. Um, but when I was seeing her, I, I spoke French with her. That's awesome. That's really interesting that it like wasn't like a dorm. It was a true immersion yeah. to live with someone who lives there. Um, so do you have like a favorite experience or story from the time that you were there that kind of stands out? Yeah. So the the program there is like a partnership program kind of um, where the L'Université Catholique de l'Ouest has a exchange student program called okay. CDEF. Mm-hmm. And we were part of that program, and they host excursions for for students. Oh wow! Um, the, the Notre Dame paid for for all the excursions. Oh, that's so, nice. <laughs> yeah. So uh, where did you go on some of these excursions? Um, we got to go on two. Okay. One was to this kind of like a a cave village. Interesting. Uh, it was a like a, a village dug in into the ground. the The ground is very porous there. But they had houses like in in the rock, like underground, where they'd have farms above their house, like as the roof. It was, it was a really cool um, experience. And yeah. was that far away from Angers? No, that... it was um, maybe like a 45-minute bus ride. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it was right on the, on the Loire, the Loire River. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's just super cool. Wow, that's mm-hmm. very cool. Right. Um, so it sounds like a very neat program that you did and got to see all these things. Definitely different from the very mainstream, you know, Notre Dame programs that we are typically mm-hmm. hearing about. So I wish that you got to stay there the whole semester. So can you tell me a little bit about what it was like when you initially heard that Notre Dame had announced that they would be taking all their students back? What was your initial take on that? Yeah, um, so we got to stay there for one month and Notre Dame told us that we'd be leaving on the 14th of March. And it was very hectic because they told us at like around 5 p.m. that we'd be leaving France. But um, midnight of that day, the 14th, uh, we heard that Donald Trump was closing the border. And so it was, it was very hectic because the university had already bought our tickets mm-hmm. to leave. But I had a very different experience Mm -hmm. because um, my grandparents they live in switzerland so i asked the university if i could just take a train to switzerland rather than take the the plane all the way back to the u.s interesting yeah so i I spent that like quarantine time with uh, my grandparents in switzerland rather than going back to the u.s oh wow that's so neat interesting Mm -hmm. so what was it originally like when the COVID pandemic started in Anjay? We know what it was like in America and how America handled it. So what was your take on how the country of France and the region where you were mm-hmm. staying kind of handled the COVID pandemic while you were there? Yeah. Well, originally we were not too worried because it seemed as, as though the pandemic was mostly in, in northern Italy mm-hmm. and our, our university there was telling us that we just needed to make sure we go, weren't going to um, to Italy at mm-hmm. that time. And if we did, we'd have to quarantine for two weeks if we got back from there. 
but our region of the the uh, Loire region of France, that region was not as affected by the pandemic as the other regions of France, like um, the the Paris region and then mm-hmm. the the east of France. Those were the the I guess heaviest hit. Mm-hmm. Um, our region and then the the region south weren't really too affected a lot of uh, a lot of us felt that we would have been safer staying there mm-hmm. um, we had friends who were from other american universities who got an okay from their university to stay in france with their host family through the um, through the semester mm-hmm. what they had done is that they essentially i guess signed a waiver saying that if anything happened to them there it would be on them and not on the university um, and I, I think most of us were willing to do the same. Okay. And we would have like signed a waiver saying that if we gotten sick, then it was on us and not on the university. But we weren't given that option. So essentially, we're we're trying to convince the university to let us stay with our host family through the semester, uh, just as those other um, those other university students had convinced their universities mm-hmm. to let them stay since at the time we felt that the US was going to get worse and in, in some cases for some of my friends who were like going back to Washington um, it was actually worse than where we were um, but ultimately we didn't have much of a say mm-hmm. um, we sent that email the day before we were told that if we were to stay in France that we would have to um, drop out of our courses there. Oh wow! So they and... they were essentially telling us that we were getting on our flights, or in my case, my train uh, out of France, or um, we wouldn't be finishing that semester. Wow, that's so interesting that that you reached out and asked if you could stay. Mm-hmm. I think that's not something that a lot of other kids in different programs did. So that's mm-hmm. very special that we're getting to hear your unique take on this of how it was so different in the place where you were studying. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess my other question is kind of like, what was it like, um, I guess, going to Switzerland and then finishing your semester online over there? Was it an easy change to make? Were the classes still in French? Were mm-hmm. you taking the same classes? What was it like? Yeah, we still had the same classes and they were still in French fully. Um, it was a lot more reading intensive. Okay. Um, but not much really changed other than like the learning environment uh, being over over the internet is, is a lot different than being in a, in a classroom for me that the change wasn't too bad since i was still in the same time zone okay. whereas um, all the students that went back to the u.s would mm-hmm. be like at, at, at least six hours behind that's convenient for you <laughs> yeah so the, the professors there they had some classes like earlier in the day and then they teach the same class but later in the day for the, the students who wouldn't be able to get get the the course at that earlier time because it'd be like I don't know, like um, five or four in the morning in the mm-hmm. U.S. depending right. on where the student is. Uh-huh. Um, um, so kind of like another question is what advice would you have to students that are thinking about studying abroad in the future while this pandemic may still be going on? Mm-hmm. Given your background of studying abroad while this pandemic was occurring, do you have hope for those other students? Can they still have a normal study abroad experience? What would you say to them? I think the main the main line of advice that I'd have is to be flexible, mm-hmm. um, because even before 
we were told that we were leaving, um, our plans had to change a lot. Um, I, I had planned um, like a couple weekend trips to Italy. Oh, no. <laughs> before, before we were told to leave. This is like in February. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then Italy had the, the outbreak there. Yeah. They were the epicenter <laughs> in Europe. Mm-hmm. And if I'd gone, then I would have had to have quarantined for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And that wouldn't have been good. So I, I, I think being, being prudent with um, travel plans especially is um is very useful making sure that you're not losing all of your money without actually getting an experience yeah that would be unfortunate so Mm -hmm. speaking of the experience would you say like overall were you still glad that you ended up going and got this time in Angelo short um are you glad that you went for the the time that you did yeah definitely um it because the the month there was a really good experience but the, the classes themselves were also um, really beneficial, at least for me, because um, they were very um, useful classes for, for learning French. Mm-hmm. They were, I think, the, the best classes that I could have imagined. Um, like, I, I had taken um, one or, or two French classes here at, at Notre Dame, and it's, it's a very different experience learning, learning a language here versus learning a language in a host country. I'm sure, yeah. Because the the professors there teach it very differently than the professors here. So it just clicked better for me while I was there. But they're all really useful in, in really learning the, the fundamentals of the of French grammar and uh, the French language. Even after the, the semester went online, we, we still had those professors and those resources and we're still taking those classes. So um, for me it was it was still very much very much worth it. Having oh, those classes. Good. That's awesome to hear. Um, well, that was kind of all my questions. Thank you so much for sitting down with me to talk about this. Thank you. And kind of sharing your experience and also inspiring other students that in the future, even though their abroad experience may look different than in the past, it's still worth it and you can still get a lot out of it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, merci beaucoup. Uh, j'ai bien apprécié mon, uh, mon temps ici uh, sur ce podcast. Wow, fancy. Thank you so much. Clearly, we can see that that French education paid off <laughs> in Angers. Yeah, I'm not really sure if podcast in French is podcast, but... You know what? No one <laughs> we'll out here is going to know either, so <laughs> you're fine. Okay, well, thank you so much. I'm so glad we got to highlight these two different student experiences of what it was like studying abroad during the COVID pandemic and their little pieces of advice for students in the future. I hope everyone has enjoyed listening to this episode and that you'll all join us next week as we continue highlighting unique student experiences by sitting down with a first-generation college student to talk about how her background impacted her own international experience and time abroad in both a Notre Dame summer and semester study abroad program. So we'll catch you all next week as we continue to venture beyond study abroad.